Hello and welcome to the Speaking Out Podcast. I am Justin Paprocki, Digital Media Manager at Gulf Shore Life Magazine. Today I'm at the Collaboratory with Sarah Owen, uh, President and CEO of the Southwest Florida Community Foundation. And we're here to talk about sort of what is going to be going on here today, tomorrow, five years in the future and all that. So first off, I think I was trying to, when I was researching, I was trying to find like a succinct way to describe what you're trying to do here. Mm -hmm. Maybe the best way is just to ask you, in a nutshell, what is it that this is and what are you trying to do? Well, this might seem counterintuitive, um, but we don't want to clearly define what's going on here. Mm -hmm. Collaboratory is a space, not a place. And that really means what could we build, what could we develop that Mm -hmm. would inspire people? Um, there's a concept out there that innovation has to come from the outside. Like we're, a lot of communities are always looking out, like how do we bring Silicon Valley here? How do we bring XYZ here? Mm-hmm. When in reality, the best innovation is homegrown, mm-hmm. right? Kind of like tomatoes. <laughs> you know, yes. what you grow at home usually mm-hmm. has the best success. Mm-hmm. So we really want to just to establish a space that was conducive, that brought people together. Uh, the Southwest Florida Community Foundation believes that there is power and energy when people come together. So we created a space that is conducive for that. We wanted it to be welcoming. We wanted it to have the best technology possible because mm-hmm. we want to connect to a five-county region and beyond. We wanted a place to be created where people, ideas, funding, and thought and dreams could come together to solve community issues and also seize opportunities. Hmm. So how did, how did this begin? Where did the idea come from and how did it kind of kind of grow from there? Well, the Community Foundation had outgrown its previous lease space in another mm-hmm. location in town. And so we did what all organizations do, right? We began mm-hmm. looking around where our next home would be. And we did a lot of the traditional things. You know, mm-hmm. we looked at office space on I-75. But as the team and the board got to talking, we said, you know, our move could mean more mm-hmm. if we're intentional about it. Mm-hmm. Um, we're really dedicated to sustainability, social, economic and an environmental. So we thought, what if we didn't impact the footprint? What if we renovated a space? Mm -hmm. Then we said, what if we went into a neighborhood that was emerging, like Mm -hmm. Midtown in the downtown Fort Myers area, and, and said we would renovate something there. And right about that same time, this 1920s Atlantic Coast Rail Depot mm-hmm. was being vacated by the Southwest Florida History Museum because they were merging with the Science Museum. And we thought, now there is a city and community treasure that we don't want to sit, sit empty. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where it started, is mm-hmm. just this idea of how could we take an existing jewel, mm-hmm. not let anything happen to it, and create good. Huh. Okay. Yeah, what was that? sort of when you first sort of stepped in here and sort of saw you know, sort of what it was. I mean, did you see immediately, okay, this is, you know, this year and this year, or did that take a while to kind of... Oh, it's, yeah. you know, that's the whole essence of collaboratory is it's mm-hmm. always a work in progress. And mm-hmm. that started from the minute we stepped in here. Mm-hmm. And I think it will be like that forever, you know, mm-hmm. because technology changes, the way people come together will change. I mean, this Atlantic Coast Rail Depot in the 20s was what brought the region together. I mean, you, as you walk around, you see the rail actually runs through. We replicated it to show where the rail ran in the actual train depot because Mm -hmm. we understand that this was the mechanism for bringing people together. And so even over the last two years, as the construction was ongoing and the design and everything, we set, we we continued to evolve our ideas mm-hmm. 
from till the moment we moved in and now we meet every day about what needs to happen mm-hmm. next yeah, cool. yeah. so yeah. it was an evolution yeah and that's kind of interesting as we were touring about before we um sort of met here to talk a lot of the details of it has a strong sort of sense of place like we went to the went to the men's room and saw right. that the counter is from a tree that used to be right here and what what are some other examples of sort of things like that that sort of give this place you know make it very kind of uh, central to this area. Yeah, that was really important to us, starting with the renovation of the depot. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you walked around, you would note that anything that we could preserve, physically or from a storytelling perspective, because there's history here, not just in the building, but there's history in the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that was really important to us was to not lose the story of segregation mm-hmm. in this facility. Um, as long as it was in the hands of the rail, it was segregated until it closed in 1971. Mm. And you know, segregation is a part of the community story and we don't want that to be forgotten. Mm. Um, We want to be part of uh, racial equity and healing in Mm. any of those situations. And so Mm. it's simple things like the bathroom doors in in the train depot area. We left all four doors. Mm. We didn't close off two of them because the four doors represented the black um, bathrooms and the whites only bathrooms. Mm. Um, Where you're sitting right now was Mm -hmm. the former black waiting room, Mm. you know? Um, And an interesting thing happened is the the subcontractor who is from the Dunbar community that poured all the concrete work to create the floors Mm -hmm. told us, you know, he knows the story of segregation in this depot. Mm -hmm. And he said when he came in and poured the concrete, it was the first time he really felt that the black waiting room and the white waiting room Mm -hmm. that had always been segregated. He said seeing the concrete poured finally brought those mm-hmm. two things together for him mm-hmm. so you know there's history in the old windows but there's also history in those stories mm-hmm. there are some very painful mm-hmm. that we don't ever want to forget mm-hmm. that we want to continue to talk about learn mm-hmm. from and move forward from mm-hmm. no interesting now if I had another interesting aspect is kind of the financing of this i understand you had a uh, the, the the tax credit explain sort of what how that came about and sort of how it works, I guess. Yeah. Well, an important part of this story is it is a public-private partnership. So mm-hmm. we would not be here. None of this would be possible without our partnership with the city of Fort Myers. Mm-hmm. The foundation never wants to own the depot, right? Because mm-hmm. it's 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 for the city. It's for mm-hmm. the residents of this region. It's not mm-hmm. meant for us to own it. We're, we're the keepers of it mm-hmm. for 99 years. <laughs> um, but the other thing that was important to us, along with this renovation and sustainability, along with a public-private partnership, was that we didn't want to reach out into the community on a capital campaign. We support a lot of local nonprofits. We're, we're always helping them with funding. And so to go out into the community and ask for a $10 million uh, capital campaign was something we didn't want to do. Hmm. So we utilized new market tax credits, which allowed us to uh, uh, the foundation to obtain a loan. Um, and the new market tax credits are specifically for certain distressed census areas and that investors are willing to invest. And then after seven years, a portion of that turns into equity. Hmm. And so it's to catalyze economic development. It's to bring new and innovative ideas into areas that otherwise maybe wouldn't be able to do them. Mm-hmm. And what we wanted to show it are these kind of projects are possible. And we're excited because since we've done ours, we've, there's two or three others that are underway. Mm-hmm. And we plan to have workshops. And we're just making ourselves available to any other 
you know, businesses or organizations that want to kind of do this financing. Okay, I see. So what's what's your, the relationship again between you and the and the city? How does that sort of work moving forward? So this is this property is the city's property, mm-hmm. and we're we went entered into a lease agreement with them. Okay, so we are leasing it from them mm-hmm. for 99 years. Okay, and but we're responsible for all the upkeep and you know. Okay. All the running of the building. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. So what's what's kind of your sales pitch as you're talking to people and the community and looking for tenants and just sort of saying, hey, we're here. And so what are you what are you saying to them to kind of uh, sort of capture their interest? We're saying a few things at this point. Mm-hmm. One thing is that's important for everybody to know is because this is part of a new market tax credit deal. Mm-hmm. Again, it's to spur economic development to bring vibrancy to an area we had to set the terms of the lease before we ever moved in so Mm -hmm. this is class a lease space but the rate is eleven dollars and fifty cents a square foot no Mm -hmm. cam so that is designed to be extremely affordable comparable would be 18 to 25 dollars a square foot plus cam Mm -hmm. so it's for both nonprofit and for-profit businesses but coming in here you're kind of accepting the values of the building it's built to lead gold standards which means we're really dedicated to environmental energy efficiency water is a critical issue in this area so the whole property is designed to contain almost 100 percent of all stormwater runoff we didn't want to put any more dirty water into Mm. the ecosystem and so if you're going to move in here as a tenant you're going to want to be part of kind of the ecosystem of the building. Mm-hmm. It's not just a place to come because it's a great a great rate mm-hmm. to lease, but you're going to make certain commitments like I'm not going to use plastic water bottles. Some things are as simple as that, while other things are bigger. I'm going to be willing to be part of a community conversation. I'm going to mm-hmm. share ideas. I'm going to be willing to come to the common area to eat. Mm-hmm. And that isn't to create rules, but it's to create a value system within the building that we think will lead to bigger solutions. We're mm-hmm. really captivated by the idea of what happens when not-for-profit and social organizations partner with socially conscious for-profit businesses. Because mm-hmm. in the past, there's kind of been a barrier up because if a nonprofit approaches a for-profit, what are they thinking? They're thinking we want something from you, and it's probably a sponsorship of a golf hole, or <laughs> you know, or a table at a gala, which is yeah. all important and mm-hmm. and and vital to how uh, everything works in this part mm-hmm. of the world. But it could be so much more. Hmm. Exploring corporate social responsibility together. You know, hmm. if your team is volunteering and doing a lot of good things, are you measuring that? Hmm. You know, how how could that all work together? Huh. Interesting. When you do talk to people about that, is that what are the Challenge, uh, challenges, I guess, that there, I mean, is that you talk about sort of the, the sustainability happening mm-hmm. here. Is that something that's, you're finding that's appealing to a lot of people or are a lot of them kind of saying, you know, I'm not sure if we're ready to make that type of, you know, commitment or what's, uh, what, so, what feedback so, are you getting? So this far? is part of the sales pitch. Like mm-hmm. I said, there's a few things to it. Yeah. At this point, we're like, come along with us and learn with us. Let's learn together about how this is going to look. Mm-hmm. You know, let's yeah. let's see what this looks like. At this point, the leases are year leases because we understand that we're building something together, mm-hmm. and the reception to it has been really, really, really great because people do embrace that idea of like, okay. We'll learn together. We'll go into this together. The place, the only place we've seen pushback is if it's a culture of a business that just 
absolutely wants its own kitchen, its own break room, its own conference room. Mm-hmm. You took the tour. You could see that won't work. There's tons of private conference rooms, but it's mm-hmm. kind of in this shared space capacity, mm-hmm. you know. And so those have been more of the groups that say, you know, I just don't think this is the right fit, but we'll definitely be here for a meeting or we'll definitely come by for a cup of coffee or, mm-hmm. you know, just um, a couple of weeks ago, we had a, a thought leader in the house and a group of people came around a certain topic uh, to learn more about climate change. And, mm-hmm. you know, a great mix of both for-profit and not-for-profit businesses were here and everybody had different perspectives, but it was a good conversation and people mm-hmm. felt good when they left and were like, we'll be back. Yeah. I, that's what I, that's, when you leave here today, I hope you think to yourself, oh, I'm, I'll definitely be back. Yeah. yeah. I'd love to come back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah it's fun. Um, I mean, what do you sort of see here? And maybe you're not you're taking it more sort of one step at a time, but five years from now, I mean, what do you envision sort of happening here, I guess? You know, I think you could answer that question better <laughs> than I could, because when we tour people or we mm-hmm. talk to people, we say, we're not showing you a building. Mm-hmm. We're showing you a space that we hope will spark your imagination, your dreams, your inner philanthropist, your, in, your inner social justice warrior, whatever mm-hmm. it is, right? We want you to walk this building and think, what could I do here? So I think in five years, whatever this is, is because of you and other people who see the space and then start thinking about what it's going to be. Yeah. So you're the, the facil- facilitator of something bigger. That's, yeah. We're, you know. I kinda, we're a container. We're a facilitator. We're mm-hmm. a convener. We're, mm-hmm. We just want to create the space because as we were designing this, we went out into the community and said, what need can the building serve? Right, mm-hmm. not just build a building, mm-hmm. but what is the need? And we heard from a lot of people. Hey, I have nowhere to hold my small nonprofits board meeting. Um, I'm a startup, and I'm working out of my kitchen, and I don't ever see anybody else. I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. I need a place to do training where I can bring, you know, a group of people in, but also live stream it to three other counties. Or mm-hmm. it'd be cool if this lecture could be capped. You know, we really listen to people, and that's how we make our decisions. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so there were some initial decisions we made, but one of the big ones was hold it loosely, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and see what happens. Mm -hmm. What's what's happened so far? What what, What are your thoughts so far? I know it's still new, but what are you thinking? We are excited because our phone is ringing off the hook. People are booking the spaces like crazy for things we never imagined Hmm. you know rehearsal spaces uh i think the fire department is doing a new fire recruit training in here i mean things we didn't even know existed in the community are 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 happening uh tomorrow we have a a thought leader by the name of dan palata coming in uh his ted talk is one of the top uh ted talks anywhere and he's coming here to do his Boulder board training. So 32 unique organizations in the region, board members will be here to begin imagining and dreaming about what their organizations can do next. Mm-hmm. Those kind of things. It's just a cross section mm-hmm. that we don't we don't control. We just help make mm-hmm. happen. And mm-hmm. that's what we feel is a big role of the community foundation. You know, what do you care about? We want to care about it, too. And we want to help you make mm-hmm. happen what you want to see happen. Hmm. Yeah, it strikes me that this isn't, this, something like this couldn't work in every 
community or maybe mm-hmm. it could I don't know mm-hmm. I mean, what do you think about that is, is, is there something unique about Fort Myers that allow it can allow something like this to happen or is it something that's maybe a bit more universal than what I'm what I'm thinking I think it's universal because mm-hmm. I truly think that when you get the right group of people together mm-hmm. around something mm-hmm. you know magic can happen mm-hmm. you know and sometimes we just get in our own silos and mm-hmm. we get and only having conversations with people that are having the same conversations with us all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think if there's a space and a place with someone here willing to facilitate and like I say, buy the coffee, you know, yeah. who's going to, yeah. who's going to bring the coffee? We are, mm-hmm. you know, I just, I just think, I just think it's a model that, that can, that can work anywhere. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, it's sort of this thinking that people are to a degree set in their ways and I, you know, I've always done it like this and I've always mm-hmm. had this space and we've done it mm-hmm. this certain way and that's yep. maybe the biggest thing to kind of overcome, I guess, is that yep. initial mindset yep. of, do I want yep. to make this change? Yeah. Well, and I think that comes into the space of like, we don't control it. Mm-hmm. Like you coming here is not about hearing from me what I hope is you go outside and you have a cup of coffee and you just meet somebody and you say, so, you know, what are you, what are you working on right now? Mm-hmm. Um, a, for a long time, funders like foundations mm-hmm. have tried to prescribe collaboration, incentivize it. You know, we have mm-hmm. questions on our grant uh, proposals that say, tell us how you collaborate. And that's forced collaboration. Mm-hmm. True partnerships and collaborations happen more organically than that. Mm-hmm. And they happen first by a connection. Like, tell me what you're doing. I'll tell you what I'm doing. And then together we figure out like, oh, wait, you know, we could do that together. Or there's something about what you're doing that applies to us. But unless you meet and have that conversation, sometimes that never happens. You, mm-hmm. We just tend, like everybody fighting hunger spends a lot of time with other people fighting hunger. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. uh, every small landscape business spends a bunch of time with other people in that field. Mm-hmm. But what happens when the person with the small landscaping business talks to the p- people fighting hunger? Mm-hmm. I don't know, but something happens, mm-hmm. you know? Maybe they just learn more about each other you just don't know what might happen and the foundation has seen over the last number of years we've already been kind of um encouraging this anybody who gets a grant from us in a certain grant cycle forms a tribe and they get together for some learning opportunities and sharing and capacity building and that's all great but the biggest thing that we see happen out of that is when the librarian from a henry county talks to the leader of an organization uh, who has developmentally disabled adults doing worm farming, hmm. right? And suddenly the librarian in Henry County says, well, my gosh, people come to my library all the time on their way to go fishing. Why don't you sell your worms out of here? Those two people would have never met each other, right? Yeah. A librarian from Henry and a worm farmer, you know, who's <laughs> yeah. helping adults with uh, disabilities find ways to... <laughs> Uh, economically advance themselves and mm-hmm. have purpose they would have they would have never met mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and we the foundation had nothing to do with that partnership a few years ago that emerged from that mm-hmm. other than creating the space mm-hmm. no, cool. listen we're so into people getting together we built a whole building to do it <laughs> <laughs> right. 
<laughs> was there a, a model sort of elsewhere that you were kind of, or in other places that you were kind of looking at and saying, okay, they, they've done this here, this could work? Or are there specific instances like that that you, we, that you were looking we, at? Um, our whole team really committed that anytime we traveled anywhere outside of the area for the last couple of years, we intentionally went and visited places. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really helped us decide what we would not be. Like, mm-hmm. People want to say, oh, are you an incubator? No. Are you an accelerator? No. Are you a co-working space? No. We're a collaboratory. We spent a lot of time at the University of Michigan uh, in Ann Arbor uh, because, oh gosh, decades decades ago, they worked with Steve Jobs and some scientists in Greenland and really kind of stood up the first, and I put in quotes, collaboratory. Because the idea of collaboratory is that people come from all over the place to work on a problem, right? Mm -hmm. And it really was born out of the scientific world um, to solve scientific problems. Scientists have been doing it for a long time. You know, there Mm -hmm. might be a scientist in Berlin and one in Massachusetts and one in Greenland, Mm -hmm. but they're all coming together and they use technology really Mm -hmm. to do it. Mm -hmm. So just coining the name collaboratory isn't our idea, but it was this idea of what do we take from that concept to bring it home. So we spent a lot of time looking at spaces, thinking about spaces, and almost eliminating what we weren't, the need we didn't need to meet. Hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we, we didn't need a co-working space. There's co-working elements in here, but the purpose of the building is to create change mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for the common good. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well. Thank you for your time. I'll give you the final word. Anything else you'd like to add? Well, I just would like to welcome people in. They can uh, go to our website at floridacommunity.com and find links to the collaboratory platforms that they can reserve rooms, uh, schedule tours, you know, learn more about our work. And uh, just want people to know, you know, all across the region, wherever they are, that this space is available to them. Excellent. Well, I appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for coming in. Thank you.